Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm chatting about something that you guys have been wanting for all season, the power of the moon and you. The Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I will bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. Let's chat about the moon and the lunar wisdom. Um, one of the things that I recently have learned, and maybe I've heard of it, but I didn't really understand it or trust it until this year, was our connection with our menstrual cycle and the lunar cycle. And one of the reasons that I came into this knowledge um, was earlier this year at a retreat, they taught us this, this wisdom, and as well as my new moon training. So I've really started paying attention to the moon and where the moon is at and where I'm at in my cycle, and just to kind of um, sync things up and just notice how I feel. So I want to dive into all of that, but I want to give you guys a little bit of background in case you're, um, maybe this is new to you or you're not quite sure. Um, what I'm talking about, I want to break down from the beginning. So if we take it back, the moon is usually associated with more of the feminine aspect. So think of it, it comes out at night. Um, it, it's going through different phases. So it hits all the astrological signs each month. It goes through all of the phases. So think of it just like a woman's cycle. You know, each week we can be different. Every day is a little bit different for us. It just always is changing, such as the moon. So that is kind of why the lunar or the moon is associated with feminine. And the sun is associated with more masculine. The sun rises and sets um, close to the same time, or we at least know when that's happening. Um, the sun is always coming up, whether we see it or not. Um, that can also be something that, um, just like a man, their hormones reset every 24 hours, where a female, we go through 28 days of different hormones fluctuation, just like the moon, it's going through different changes. And the sun is steady. Um, it goes up, it goes down, just like men. They are, you know, their hormones peak in the morning and then slowly dive off towards the evening. So that's one of the things to kind of, um, I guess, have in the back of your head. Uh, next up is kind of the old wisdom. So in ancient days, they used to believe that, um, that women bled on the new moon. A lot of women did, and they headed to the red tents together, which you might've heard of this. Um, and they would just sit in the tents and that was their time to rest. That was their time to learn from each other. They told stories. Um, it was their kind of creative time and just to slow down. And so that was something that um, really connected women together. And so that's why that new moon time, new moon time is so powerful. Um, and during that time, if you bled during the new moon, you were thought to be more reflective. You were really good at going inside of yourselves and looking for your answers. And um, that is what uh, most of the women, again, most did. So with that being said, we now have the flip side if you bled on the full moon. So back in the days, if you bled on the full moon, you were thought to be a healer, a seeker, an artist, uh, more connected to nature, and a great communicator. So these were the women that um, were really highly regarded in the community, and there might have been only a couple of them. So instead of having the majority of the women who um, in the villages would be in the red tent, you might only have a few. And those were, again, like kind of those medicine women. And they were the ones who people looked at for wisdom. So that is kind of the difference between that new moon and full moon bleed. Now, nowadays, we bleed all over the place. So um, we bleed new moon, full moon, waxing, waning. There is really no rhyme or reason. And a lot of that has to do with the technology. So the technology piece plays a huge role because we have lights um, and the lights go on and they are on bright 
um, at all times. And so instead of back in the day where we might've had just candlelight in the evening, now we have, um, depending on if you're still working, especially in the winter, you have bright lights from your fluorescent lights from your work, potentially. You At home, you probably have bright lights and you're not dimming the lights. Um, and so that's where the hormones start to kick a little bit out of whack. We're not as in touch with the moon. Um, and that is something that can be adjusted and it can be changed. Obviously, we have our computers and cell phones as well. And those are the lights um, coming off those are going to affect our hormones and affect our cycles. So you can actually change your cycle and back it up to sync up with the new moon. So that's kind of a fun fact. And I've actually tried this out and it does work. And so one of the ways, if you're like, oh, I really want to sync my cycle with the new moon, um, how you would do that is you actually would just go outside or just stare at the moon every evening and just have that connection with the moon. And that's something that I actually did um, starting in January. And I actually got my cycle to sync with the new moon. Now for me, that doesn't last. Like it lasted maybe two cycles and my, my body likes to sync with the full moon. So I'm kind of flipped. So I would be in the ancient days, I would be more of that uh, medicine woman, that healer. Like that's just how my body naturally tends to be. Um, I'm also not in any birth control because that will also play a little bit of a factor as well. So I don't have any um, synthetic hormones in my body. And so I'm really kind of in tune with that. And that's just been the last few years um, of me taking out any of the um, probably actually the last four or five years. I've really just personal choice, just didn't want to um, have any of those hormones inside my body. And that has actually helped regulate myself. And I really become more in tune with what my cycle is doing each month. And so with that, it really is a lot, it's really telling about what's going on in the body as well. So um, that's just kind of a fun little, fun little side note. Um, and that is something to kind of just explore. And if you have no idea where the moon is, um, when you are um, having your cycle, check it out, like have an app. There's apps that you can use. I personally prefer a paper pencil. Um, I have a moon diary, I think it is. And it just, sh it shows me where the moon is at. And then I just circle the day, um, of that I'm on and that during my cycle. So your first day is actually the first day that you bleed. So this was also something like, I didn't know any of this. I had to look it up because nobody taught me this. Um, so the first day that you bleed is the first day of your cycle. And then that's where you kind of see how long your cycles are. So maybe you're cycling at 28 days, um, which is kind of the ideal frame you should be in. Or like for me, it's consistently 27. So kind of having that knowledge is so powerful because that way when you go to the doctor and um, you know, they ask you like, when was your last cycle? How long are they? You, like you have all that information and you're really tracking it. So you're really paying attention to what your cycle's doing and noticing, oh, I only bled for three days this month. Maybe it was five days this month and what's going on because that's really, really telling with your health. And that's one of the reasons that I um, started paying attention to it more is because I wanted to be more connected with it because it really was telling. I personally, um, most months I have minimal cramping or any um, side effects of like PMS and just that stuff that we think about with our periods and women in the Western world have worse periods and worse kind of side effects than if you go to India, a lot of the women there don't actually have any of those side effects. And that can be said to paying attention to their cycles and noticing like if I have really bad cramps, I look back at the month prior and say, why? What did I do different? And a lot of the times it can be I had more sugar or maybe I didn't get enough sleep that month. And just overall, I usually can pinpoint what it was that caused me to have these symptoms. So I really love to play detective and kind of look at 
what's going on in your body. Because again, the more you have this data on yourself, the more helpful you are if you need to go to the doctor and tell them anything or like, hey, this is going on with me because you know and you're the person in charge of you. And rather than trying to give that power away, you can kind of take back some of that power. And so this is what this is one of the main reasons that I find this um, work to be so beneficial. So that's a little bit of side note. Now I want to talk about all the phases and just to show you um, what's going on in our bodies and show you how it kind of works in the world. So first, if you actually, um, if you're in menopause or if you've had a hysterectomy and you don't have, or if you are on birth control that you don't actually bleed every month, um, what this is going to do, you're going to follow what I'm talking about in line with the moon. So noticing where the moon is, and that's how you kind of can track this. So that's kind of the side note. A lot of the times we do sync up with that new moon. Or if you do, if you've hit menopause and you actually do know, and you know, I was a bleeder during the full moon consistently until menopause, then you probably are going to track with that full moon cycle. And I'm going to tell you what all that means in just a second, but just kind of know that's how you can kind of track it. And this is for everyone. This is for anyone um, who's a female and has female anatomy. That's kind of one of the ways that we can track um, our hormones. So the new moon is associated with the winter time. And so if we think about winter, we think about going inwards. Um, we're getting a little bit more cozy where it's the time to set some intentions. So, and this is also the time that we're bleeding for the most part. So the new moon, winter bleeding time. During the new moon, that's why during our circles, we set intentions. We come into the darkness to tune out the noise and we allow the moon to grow our intention. That's why we set that during the new moon. Once it goes to waxing, full, waning, that's where we kind of see our intentions growing. And that's when we can kind of tune into what is our goals. So that's a great time to set goals for the month during that new moon time. Now, the new moon, um, during the bleeding time, if you are bleeding during the new moon time, our hormone levels, they decline quickly and they're at their lowest concentrations, creating the great communication between our left and our right brains. So this is the time where you really feel balanced. Um, it's a great time to look at what's working and what's not in our life, because we're actually really, we're really just steady hormones during that bleed time. It's a great time to create new ideas. So we have some energy, we have some creative energy during this time. Um, it's also a great time to go inwards and just journal and reflect. So it's a good time to look at your life and see what's working and what's not. Um, if you're working at work, putting reports and evaluating projects and results, this is the time to do it during that bleeding time. And then the first few days for as far as workouts, it's a great time just to rest. Take it easy. You know, if you want to take a bath, take a bath, just relax. Maybe you go for a walk or some yin yoga. Um, and then by the end of the week, maybe some kundalini yoga or a little bit more um, quicker, fast paced walks, but nothing crazy. Cause this is the time again, that we're just kind of going in and we're just letting our bodies, um, you know, and it's not that long, it's three to five days. So if you're like, I can't skip a workout, you can, if your body is telling you, you know, like those first few days, if you really are like, Ugh, just, I really need to rest. Don't push through a workout. So that is, um, that is kind of the hormonal issues and hormonal stuff going on. Now with that being said, if you're someone like me who during the new moon, I'm actually not bleeding. I find this works for me during this. Um, you can either match up with what I'm saying in terms of like the cycle part of it or the moon part of it. So it does match up together. But for me, that new moon time and that bleeding time, um, they happen during the full moon. And so that's kind of where 
that's where I switch it. So all of the stuff with setting intentions, coming into darkness, tuning out the noise, for me, that is actually better during the full moon time. All right, so hopefully that made sense. So because mine is flipped, I kind of flip what's going on in my body. Because what's going on inside of me is more so um, related to my cycle than the lunar cycle. So if you are someone who you've worked on trying to get your bleed to happen during the new moon and it's not happening, notice if you feel these things um, during the new moon. Do you feel like it's a good time to set intentions? Do you want to come inwards? Or are you more um, outgoing and you want to meet with people? Then maybe you need to pay attention to that and you're going to be more in the summer phase of things and not the winter phase of things. So it can be a little tricky when you first start to get this, but if you really just track your own cycle, I think you're going to kind of, you're going to kind of notice what times of the month things work well for you. So for me, because I don't bleed during the new moon time, it's a really good time for me to lead the new moon circles because I'm in the full moon. And the full moon is kind of that it's great at communicating. It's great at putting things out there and you want to be around people and it's the summer energy. So that's why I'm, I can facilitate them and I feel really good because I'm in the summer phase of my, my cycle. And so if I was in the new moon and the darker phase, I would have a different energy about myself because I would be a little bit more wanting to go inwards and wanting to just kind of lay low. So that's something to pay attention to, just noticing where you are and noticing these feelings. So um, as I read through these, just kind of check in and each week you'll kind of be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So next up is our waxing moon. The waxing moon happens after the new moon. And this is the time it's spring. So just like the spring season, we start to have more energy. We, it's a great time to execute on ideas. So all those new ideas that we just thought of, now is the time to start working on them. How can we put them into action? So that spring energy is going. Um, we are in the follicular phase if you follow the new moon bleed cycle. Um, and the follicular, follicular phase, um, the hormones are starting low and they slowly increase in concentration, all right? Brainstorming and creativity is high. So it's a great time to start planning a new project. Uh, it's a great time to say yes and invite um, people to networking events and just going out and meeting people because again, that's spring energy. And the workouts, perfect time to try something new because again, that vibrant energy, we like to go out and meet people. So like dance, um, koya, zumba, cardio, whatever, um, trying to get out there and just try something new. So that would be the flick. flick. Oh my goodness. If I could say this once, that'd be delightful. Follicular phase. Woofta. So that's a mouthful to say. Next up, after that, after our spring season and after that waxing moon, it's going to be the full moon. The full moon is associated with the summer energy. So the summer, it's a great time to kind of check back in with that intention you set during the new moon time because we can see what needs to be letting go of. Um, this is the time where we can let go of what do we need to release? What needs to be burned? What is no longer serving you? And just kind of noticing this can be an intense energy for some people. Um, like this could be the week where you feel awesome or you can be like, I just want to get rid of everything. Like I want to delete all social media. I want to like stop doing my work. I don't want to do this. Like pay attention to that because that usually is linked to one of the weeks during your cycle. Um, typically for me, it's not that week. It's usually, uh, for me, it's the, I believe my follicular phase is where I get like 
I have to watch myself. I don't make any major decisions during that week. And I know that only because I get super crabby and I just get off that one week. And um, for me, it's just an intense energy. So when you, the more you know that about yourself, the more you'll be able to push off stuff that maybe at the time sounded like a great idea, but a few days later, you're like, that was not very smart of me to do. Um, and that's why I really like to pay attention to this. But during that full moon phase, this is summer, it's the ovulation time. Um, it's our rise in our FSH followed by the rise in the LH, uh, our hormones inside of us. It stimulates the release of an egg. So this is the time where we're releasing an egg. It's the best time for connection. Again, it's that full moon. We like to be around people. We like to tell people about ideas because again, we're really good at connecting. So we want to tell people what's going on. And then for workouts, this is like a great time to do HIIT workouts, intense yoga, soul cycle, boot camp, like going hard during that ovulation time because you have the energy and you want to be around people and you want to have, um, you have that excess and, you know, stuff to burn. So that's why the summertime and then ovulation time works well. Now the following up then is the waning moon. It's the fall season. So this for me, I think it's the last few days of my luteal phase. That's actually when I think I'm uh, quite moody. So this can be, you be, you can be more moody. It can be an intense letting go and coming into darkness phase. And this happens right before you bleed. So again, associated with PMS in the West, um, just kind of noticing that and just noticing where you're at because your estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone are reaching their peak concentration and they begin to fall to their lowest levels right before bleeding begins. And that's where we might notice those few days of like, maybe you're super hungry and you just cannot get full because you're in that phase or you're super moody and you just don't know why. You're like, I had, I've slept enough. I don't know why I'm just flipping out on everyone. Um, it's the first half you have that energy and that second half, it's the time to slow down and have more self-care. So listening to that, if you feel crabby and off, take, take your time, slow down. You don't need to be pushing in all areas. Um, it's a good time to get things done and get projects done because you really want to get in that to-do list and you really organize at this time of the month. Um, you're really good at completing projects because you just want everything done and then it just, you know, releases with the bleed. Then you just kind of are like, okay, back to those ideas flowing. Um, and that's kind of how I've seen it work in my own life. And then as far as workouts, strength training and intense yoga, the first half is great because usually it's a 10 day, um, you're usually in the luteal phase for 10 days. And so those first few days, you probably are feeling really good. You're still coming over from the ovulation time and you're feeling like, you know, hardcore workouts are great. And then when you start kind of maybe getting a little off feeling that yin yoga and walking um, is best for that second half. So that's kind of in a nutshell, those four phases. I have them actually mapped out on my wall and I put them in kind of like a I have my winter and my new moon section on top, and then I have it going over to spring and my waxing moon and then summer and full moon on the bottom and fall and waning moon on the left. I find myself, if you're a visual person like I am, um, head to the show notes because I wrote down everything that I kind of um, outlined today, and that way you guys can have it, and maybe you want to create your own chart because I think sometimes having that chart helps us see what's going on. Um, and the show notes are just at andreaclawson.com backslash podcast 165. And I would highly recommend if this is something that you want to play with and get into, chart that out so you can kind of see what it looks like and then start tracking your cycle and pay attention to how the moon and what the moon is doing. So those moon diaries are really great to kind of start playing with and just noticing, oh, wow, this is the week that things are going on. Or maybe one month you're like, whoa, I only bled for two days or 
I bled for seven days, whatever it is. And just kind of start noticing, um, oh, that can be linked back because last month I was feeling really off. I was eating a ton or um, you weren't getting enough sleep, whatever it is. I really like to use these journals as something I can flip through. And now I've been doing this since January. So I have so much information on myself and I can go back and say, ooh, day 17 of um, where I'm at in my cycle seems to always be me being crabby or I can't sleep well at night. Um, or maybe you get like the night sweats on a certain night every month. And that is something that's really been helpful for me to pinpoint what's going on in my body and to know, okay, like if you are trying to get pregnant, also great to track and kind of notice, okay, where, where am I in my cycle? Um, you know, how can I use this to help me? And it's really not as confusing as maybe at first, when you're first learning it, it can be a little bit overwhelming and a lot to wrap your brain around. But once you start tracking it out and putting it down, I find um, a lot of people find it really beneficial because you can really tune into what the body is doing and um, connect it to the moon because it is the same, what's going on outside is happening inside of us as well. So that's my um, tips for you guys. And again, if you wanna try to start syncing with the new moon, um, getting off your devices, turning down the lights at night. Um, if you have TV, try not to watch it for, you know, a month. Or if you do, if that is part of your wind down activities, you know, just maybe limit it to an hour. Um, I like to have lights that have like a burlap, um, what are they? Shade, a burlap shade around the light. And I have a couple lights like that in our living room. So that way that is our, that's all we have for our light. And so it's not something super bright. Um, so that doesn't overstimulate. And then just making sure, you know, as we're approaching the winter season, um, making sure that maybe you just, instead of going outside and, you know, sitting under the moon, maybe you just look outside in the window and just kind of notice where it is um, every night and where you're at in your cycle. And that will be slowly. And this is something that doesn't happen um, from doing it overnight. Like it takes a few months before you're going to slowly, um, you know, sync with the moon. But that would be my suggestion is to start doing some things like that. And again, if you are not bleeding and you're in the menopause or hysterectomy or anything like that, checking in with the moon and following what I have written in the show notes, that is what you should follow for your, as far as when you should be creating, when you should be doing certain workouts, because you will sync up with that moon as well. So that was a lot. Hopefully, hopefully you guys understood it. Um, if you guys have any questions or want me to go um, even more in depth about this, this topic, let me know uh, over at Instagram, Andrea Clausen 21. And I would love to um, chat more about it if this is something you guys are interested in knowing a little bit more about. Um, but other than that, that's all I have for you guys today. And the challenge is just to start tracking your cycle. That's my challenge this week is start tracking that cycle and noticing um, what's going on with your body. All right. So thank you guys so much. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclausen.com, where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the Peaceful Power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.